What is the question? <laughs> um, just keep going. You'll figure okay. it out eventually. Oh my god, I am gonna hate this. <laughs> Who's gonna hate it? Ah, perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to the Poet Salon, a podcast where we talk to poets over a drink we've prepared especially for them. But you already knew that. And you know who else? You know me. I'm Luther Hughes. <laughs> I'm Gabrielle Bates. I'm Duji, waiting for your leaves to hot. <laughs> oh. We chatted up with Michelle Pinaloza last week about landscape, letting go, and language natural. For this episode, we geeked out about a poem she brought to us, and she chose Tallahatchie Lullaby Baby by Douglas Kiernan. So freshen up their bevy, because here we go, buddy. Tallahatchie Lullaby Baby. Cattail cast tattles till tail, lowing low along the hollow. Crickets chirr up and ribbits lick up, what's chucked the hatchy swallow. Skin scow skiffs upon pond scum skin, going slow along the hollow. Now may mayfly a light brown brow, what's chucked the hatchy swallow. Maybe by, baby by, baby by and by. Lowing low along the hollow. We will slip the knot, not slip, will we? What's chucked the hatchy swallow? Who's a bruise to blue hue hatchy, going slow along the hollow? Who's a bruise to whose hue hatchy? What's chucked the hatchy swallow? Kodak flash tattles till tail, going slow among the hollow. Who's a bruise to bruise you? Swallow what the hatchy chucks. So why did you choose this poem to bring to us today? Well, so I was thinking about, there were like several up on the, you know, on the table, like thinking about, and I was thinking about a poem that I returned to for layered reasons. So I return to that poem often as a teacher and also as a poet because of its sonics, its subject, and the way that it um, holds both of those things. And how it is a very political poem, but is not overtly, but it is, but it isn't. You know, like, I, I, I guess I didn't read the epigraph of um, Emmett Till and the dates of his birth and death, which is at the bottom of um, the poem, Emmett Till, 1941 to 1955. But I just feel like it's um, a sadly, like, constantly relevant poem. And I feel, um, yeah, I just feel like there's so much to learn from it. Every time I've ever brought it to a class, it, it dynamic things happen mm -hmm. because people have often not seen or heard a poem like that. Um, and, um, and often like crazily enough, like 
almost always every time I brought it to a class, someone doesn't know who Emmett Till is. I was going to ask what context you give students, if any, around Emmett Till. I give it after we read the poem. I, we read the poem and then we talk about it. And that, I think, makes the epigraph more devastating when people don't know because it doesn't sound... you. It sounds like it, there's something eerie happening. Mm-hmm. But you, if you don't know who Emmett Till is, you don't know. And I've taught this poem to like as young as like fifth grade wow. and as old as like adults. And they the first thing everyone who doesn't know who he is notices is the dates, how young someone this Emmett Till was. And so... You know, it just it just becomes a really um, rich discussion that um, makes people's eyes like big mm-hmm. with what they don't they didn't know they didn't know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just find it to be a very powerful poem. And the first time I was introduced to it was um, I was in a kind of like an informal thing at Vermont Studio Center. Evie Shockley was there as a visiting writer and she just kind of had. Um, like I think maybe it's a thing that they do formally or informally but anyway we we're all gathered around a table talking about poetry and she just gave us this poem and she read it and I just like I felt like I had been knocked out of my chair hearing it for the first time and so not that many poems you know after you've been writing for a while and you read a lot of poems not that many poems do that to you anymore mm. yeah. Um, and so yeah so that's why I thought I'd bring it in I thought it'd be a cool one for us to talk about yeah, when I first read this poem, I was fresh, I was an undergrad, um, and C.M. Burroughs brought it in, um, and there I think they're they were close friends then. They might be still been out. I have no idea, but they were close friends then for sure. Um, it was for a workshop or a craft class or something of the sort, and she had brought it in uh, um, uh, before we started reading his uh, newest book. Then was Patter, I believe. Um, she brought this poem in, and I was like, what? the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah, I like, know, how, right? Uh, first of all, how dare you and my teacher bring this in? <laughs> <laughs> I am like, too small for this. Like, whoa. Oh. Um, but oh. it was wild. Um, I was an adult still, but still. Um, <laughs> and this year I played him reading the poem, like, in a reading whatever, which also blew my mind. Um, the way he, like, performs and the way he, like, is becomes so intense. Because mm. um, his poems are actually all really, really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, this poem, um, uh, this particular poem, when you read it, wasn't as intense as other poems he's read because mm-hmm. it is a lullaby of course right so right. It's, it's, it's to lull you into this kind mm-hmm. of haunting um and this kind of like traumatic experience um and so i was blown away and and they, re- they really did teach me a lot about how to uh, kind of trick the reader mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. he is tricking us as the audience into this like safe environment but actually it's a retelling of a horrible experience right. um yeah it's a it's a poem mm-hmm. <laughs> this form that it's in is this a blues form is it a lullaby form is it a form that douglas kearney has invented and this is a genuine question i this is my first time encountering this poem um and i'm curious if any of you know i don't know that it's, it's a, a specific it's a form. form yeah mm-hmm. i think it's just the there's just a rhyme scheme and, and he's like, repeating yeah that yeah. same line second at the end of every mm-hmm. regular stanza yeah. yeah well and the second line of every stanza is or at least uh well maybe not i guess in, in, the yeah. First in hollow, two. hollow yeah. yeah yeah well and then low slow low slow is like the second word right and then what what's 
Chuck the Hatchie Swallow. And yeah. I mean, it's a great poem to talk about in terms of craft too. Yeah. Like I think that's why it's so rich because it's, it's the content is, it's like one of those beautiful marriages of content and form really, it's just such a good illustration and good model for students to, to, to admire and work toward mm-hmm. like that's if i could write a poem like that yeah. wow you know yeah. like yeah there's a certain kind of nonsense that yeah. mm-hmm. right that it's making um in trying to make sense of like what is mm-hmm. a nonsense mm-hmm. act um mm-hmm. and in that way to me like that that i think like for me that's the most striking thing like obviously like the sounds and all of that but it just skin scouse gifts upon pond scum skin I don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like yeah. I have no idea what that actually means, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm down. Like I'm mm-hmm. with it. Like I'm willing yeah. to, right. you know, really. Those in the tradition of like the Jabberwocky or something right. in that way, right. which, but this is such a different um, approach. Right. But then also kind of the more, you know, about what Emmett till mm-hmm. the boy went through and also mm-hmm. his body went through mm-hmm. that line actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, where they found his body, where they fished it out, mm-hmm. what it was done to him, to his body, you know, it like, it makes yeah. quote unquote yeah. sense in that regard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's why when I teach it, I, I just, we just read it and the people who, I, it's like that same thing of um, accessibility, you know, like the people who know it hits them right away. The people who don't know, we we talk through it and everyone learns something, mm-hmm. you know, or like comes to some understanding in that regard. Um, so it's, I just love how layered it is in that way. It's so layered. I, I think so much about this craft talk that Roger Reeves gave years ago um, about like how, writing about violence without re-perpetrating mm-hmm. violence. And, mm-hmm. and he was talking a lot in particular about violence against black people and black bodies. And I, this poem feels like such an interesting poem to bring into that conversation in really leaning into the sonic-driven mode, um, how not giving the narrative, how not, you know, literally reinscribing the narrative of the horrific murder um, mm-hmm. is a, a representation of this poet engaging with that hist- that event, that loss, um, in in a way that's maybe not like offering up this body to mm-hmm. p- potentially a white gaze again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to to reharm mm-hmm. this this boy. Um, Something I'm thinking a lot about that right now as I'm processing this mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about that lately because I so I'm teaching this well I don't know if this is like I'll just this is an aside if this is like too much shade for a thing for a thing but we like love I, the shade but like I'm teaching an online class through Hugo's and like teaching poetry online is like his own weird awkward thing but I had a student um write pretty fucked up poem a white student older white woman trying I mean I can see what it was trying to do but it fucked it up so bad that it like actually hurt hurt me (laughs) to read it and then have to comment on it and just like the the use of black and brown bodies as scenery to make points Mm -hmm. is painful and fucked and I think what's so 
why I like teaching this poem too is like, look, look, <laughs> don't do that shit. Don't reenact the violence that's that you're trying to bring awareness to. First of all, like, well, first of all, there's so many. <laughs> we could go through as many numbers as you want. But it just, yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's like a great poem to bring to so many different, um, different audiences, different kinds of classes. And like, um, what you were saying is like I'm not. What did you say the phrase when you when you were given this poem? I'm too. I'm too too small. I'm too small, <laughs> and that made me be like, oh no, I maybe shouldn't have given this to fifth graders. But like, they were down. They like yeah. they yeah. got it because none of them knew who Emmett Till was. I, I think, think one it, of them mm. had said like I've heard of him, mm. but I don't know from where. And then another one yeah. said like he was very young. That's what they yeah. like got, and like. I mean, I like to think that like, if you get this poem when you're in fifth grade, maybe you won't be a terrible person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you think about what could happen, what happens, not what could, what happens to someone that young because of hate, mm-hmm. then maybe you, won't, you will fight hard to not let that happen again. I don't know. I mean, I'm being too lofty, but anyway. No, I mean, that. I'm, I feel like that's something that all people who work with kids, who have kids, you know, think about, I feel like all the time, that balance between like, yes, you live in this world where these horrible things happen. Like at what point does keeping you from that information actually hurt you? And to what mm. extent does giving you that information hurt you in an unnecessary way? Right. And there's that, that constant question that mm-hmm. um, I don't think there's like a, magic age that you turn and suddenly you can handle all of that or you know you can't um yeah yeah. i mean even i think that conversation is extremely relevant with this poem right like it's a lullaby (laughs) yeah it's for kids yeah i mean in one way it is for emmett a lullaby for emmett till but in another way Mm -hmm. it is just it is a it is a song for for young people right And, and there is this sort of like um approaching this event from like through the sonics and through the side of like at a sort of sideways angle that allows for a certain kind of truth or uh, for a capital T truth that is important, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) For young people. Um, But it is like, it's like within, in a way that isn't, in a way that is like, I find this poem like deeply respectful. Yes. Like I'm just like really struck by like mm, how much care, the yeah, yes. how much care and Gentleness. how like rocks. Yeah, yeah, it is of like this tenderness. Instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it just yeah. sort of all tracks, right? It sort of is in that spirit mm. of like you know, if you were, if you were assigned to hand something to a child about this event, like this is uh, this is the kind of care I, I would mm. hope for, um, in doing so. Absolutely. I really love um the questions that were, that were being asked as readers. Um, the first one happens in the third stanza, right? Um, we will slip the not, we will slip the not, not slip will we? Like, again, like goes back to like, okay, what does that exactly mean? But you know, there's some, there's some that, that question means something, right? Mm-hmm. It's happening there. But then the other question that were asked um, is uh, who's a bruise to blue hue hatchy going slow along the hollow? But then he turns that and transforms it to a question to Emmett Till after that, right? Mm. Who's a bruise to Hughes Hugh, comma, Hatchy? And like this, the, the questions are so uh, um, tender, mm. right? They're not mm-hmm. looking for an answer, but they're looking for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really, really yeah. tender. And I think 
the poem itself, um, again, enacting the lullaby, right? The tenderness of lulling a child to sleep, right? It's the, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I'm here to tell you a story, not really wanting you to respond, but wants to give you a reason for what's happening, right? Yeah. So, again, it goes back to the idea of, like, why we use rhyme, why we use rhythm, right? So, to, make th- to make everything make sense, right? And I think the poem is making it make sense for us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I love, too, the way that the repetition... Um, again, it's about so much more than craft, but I think what's so rich about it is the craft of the poem is like such, it's like such at the top of its game. But like, you know, one of the, I always teach it usually um, with like when we're talking about sound of co- for obvious <laughs> yeah. reasons, but the way that like the human mind and soul loves repetition, but we love repetition that has some different angle in it. Mm-hmm. Like we love repetition when it changes yeah. and that's what makes mm-hmm. us love the repetition. But then here the repetition and then it's change is so devastating, you know, swallow what the hatchy chucks, you know, and um, you know, most people don't know when they come to the poem that the Tallahatchie river is where they, you know, left his body, um, and, you know, and it's telling us, it's giving us a command mm-hmm. after ha- asking us so many questions the whole time, it gives us that command. Now swallow it. Mm. It's yours. It's ours. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Mm. Maybe I should have brought you all a happier I'm so grateful you brought this in it's so it's so formally different from all the other poems that people have brought into us Uh, I mean they're all different in their own ways but this I'm especially excited for how um aesthetically this one is different and um the particular history that it's engaged with I'm really grateful you brought it in there's a um a gospel song that I'm forgetting the name of but the lyric is uh how does that go something uh, will make it by and by um it's very like gospel like you know to upbring and i'm thinking of that because of the line maybe baby maybe by baby by mm-hmm. baby by and by and mm-hmm. then the m dash right just the again the the, the tying everything together right I'm, sh- I'm sure that song was in his mind right mm-hmm. when he was writing that mm-hmm. line um but then like having it having the gospel song be a, a way to like praise Versus this being a way to like remember a death in an event is just again like that tension, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and having that line be like a m- maybe like maybe by baby, and then by baby by and by. So uh, it's like hitting hitting that spot that sweet spot where you're thinking of song, thinking of uh, mm-hmm. the, what happened to Emmett Till, thinking of a maybe ness right? Like maybe he did that, maybe he didn't. Right? That was still up in the air at that point in time. Right, so like right. all that, the, all those sweet spots in one line. Yeah. Right. And, and the memory, right? Yeah. I think it's like deeply engaged. Like that maybe is doing so much. Um, and I think like that's another thing the repetition is doing too, right? It is like not allowing us to forget, which mm-hmm. is a really um, I mean, it feels like that's the project of the poem in mm. some ways, right? Sort of reckoning like with what it means for this to be ours, right? <laughs> for the swallowing to be yeah. like ours collectively. How do we, how do we remember um, it, with the maybe included, right? right. With mm-hmm. like with the un, like with the unknowing. Right. How do we remember something that like we can't fully know mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. without reinscribing it without. Uh, uh, with with the honor that it deserves too, and the tenderness it deserves, mm-hmm. and it's like the it's the middle stanza of the poem. Like 
after author like get, like setting us up for the event, right? And then saying maybe <laughs> right. it's like mm. wait, okay, and then but swallow this anyway. Like you got to take it because I yeah. took it and we all took it, and so you got to take it as well. Yeah, mm. it's very very powerful in that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting too. As I've, I mean, maybe it's been let's see, probably eight years since I first encountered this poem. Like Kodak, Flash, Tattles, Till Tale. You know, a lot of the students I've showed this poem to didn't know about like how Emmett Till's story became mm -hmm. national news. Yeah. And how Jet first published it and how like the pictures yeah, were what that why, photo why, on the cover. Yeah. Why white people became outraged because they couldn't look away from his bloated body that mm -hmm. his mother made them look at. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just that happens in that one line. Yeah. Kodak flash tattles till tale. And like the little kids, they always catch tattles. Yeah, it's a very young child yeah. word. They get that. So they're like, oh, the picture was telling on the people that mm. did this to him. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids are so smart. They're so much smarter than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Luther. Luther always, always has last one. thoughts. <laughs> we can we can cut it out if it's not good. No, you can it's say fine. It. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just looking at the, the line skin scow skiffs upon skin skin scowl i mean it's like scowl. almost scowl but not right yeah mm. skin scow skiffs oh a wide beamed sailing dinghy which <gasps> is not useful what yeah it is no it is wide because skin scow dinghy skiffs upon pond it's like a so it's a boat it's a boat going oh, along the I hollow see. it is a boat the scow yeah. is the boat well, yeah. that's skiff the other is, thing is also about mm -hmm. this poem but we it's didn't used talk as a about. Verb here. It's like how you know how all poets of the take a noun and they just like verb it. Verb There's it all these nouns that function as verbs yes. too. Yeah, totally. mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about parts of speech. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about parts of speech. <laughs> but like the hollow is like the you know the the landscape mm -hmm. term the hollow, but then also the hollow in us that this happened, the mm -hmm. hollow that made it possible, right? The deficiency that allowed this, that made this happen. Um, and then, you know, um, swallow as a tiny bird and swallow as an action, um, Hatchie as the Tallahatchie River, but then also, um, you know, naming the kind of Yeah, it's used bird. as an adjective, it's right. used as a noun. Yeah, all these words are showing up in all these different functions. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think about how, like, you know, like in a, in a villanelle or a pantoum, especially the way that you have to, you have to find words that can function in multiple right. yeah. parts of speech, uh -huh. yeah. so that it's not like super boring. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's such, it's such a um, like the poem to me is a masterclass in like what poetry is capable of doing, of like how it can affect us powerfully, but also like. You know, it sounds like nonsense, but it's the most real shit out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boom. That's it right there. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle, for being such vibrant pre-pandemic company. Thanks as well to the Flavor Blue for our theme music. All of you who are listening, rating, and subscribing to the podcast on your handheld computer doohickeys. Oh. And thank you to Soap. Yes.
extra special shout out to Mango Ho, who says we are, quote, hot ASF on their iTunes review. Thank you, Mango Ho. Yeah, isn't that cute? And Patricia S., who says we are, quote, the cutest. And Lucas B248, who says that my laugh scream gives them life. <laughs> wow. I love all of you who leave reviews so much. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening and follow us on Twitter at Poet Salon Pod and send along some questions or, you know, those leaves wow. that we want, <laughs> apparently. Those leaves. Uh, those good leaves to the poet salon pod at gmail.com. Bye. Love you. You gonna say bye? <laughs> bye. <Yeah>. Bye. Bye. <laughs> can't wait all around. While the world is falling, we can maintain full dinner origami, making crane cranes. Got a thousand wishes on my brain, brain. I put salt in the water when I'm cooking up the pasta. Trying to keep me quiet, but you know it's gonna cost ya. Cause I cook them proper, redder than a lobster. Go make bait, but my mama was a monster. You wanna weaponize this? Gonna show you these hands. Gonna take on these streets. Gonna show you who's man's. Cause my crew mob steady. Feddy and spaghetti. Feddy and spaghetti. Feddy in the... Yeah. I hate both. <laughs> I, I, I can't that. stop reading while I'm reading it. <laughs> I thought I'm for committed. sure you would change it. Like, like, it's like this. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> make it his so, own. It's fine. Freshen up there, baby? Like, yeah, some, like someone else's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're gonna be if we're gonna if we're gonna be a, a if we're gonna be the um a poetry citizen, you gotta freshen up their bevy. <laughs> oh, oh, my god. oh it hurts. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Somehow we seem more drunk when we're remote. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I sort of like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm also just like not used to hang out with people anymore right yeah <laughs> so i think it like everything makes, in it makes me really like giddy <laughs> <laughs> like everything's so funny <laughs> oh god well that was a treat <laughs> oh, god. No. that sounded sarcastic as fuck <laughs> i know <laughs> I don't think I can say that sincerely. I mean, uh, exactly. okay. Well, then skip it. Oh.